Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's good to see you. Thank you for being with us at the Genesis Gathering. I'm so excited uh, for today's message. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a good spirit after coming through this part, anyway, of the holidays. We've had Christmas. I hope yours was excellent. It certainly was different, wasn't it? It, it was um, monumentally different being in this pandemic and in the issues of society and all of that around us. And really, all of that sort of bleeds into what we're going to share today from the Word of God. I welcome you. Nina's with us today. She's going to share a few announcements and uh, uh, lead us through a time of prayer. And before we do that, just sort of our last stab, our last shot at playing something Christmassy, a beautiful Christmas carol. I think you'll love this. It's different. It's not like you've ever heard this song, The First Noel, done.
Well, and we're back. We're back with Nina. Good morning, Nina. I feel like, I feel like I'm on an interview when you say it that way. <laughs> yes. You are an interview. I mean, this, or something. Uh, this is known as interview mode, everybody, in our software. It's called interview mode. So okay. <laughs> Nina's well, going to share a couple of announcements with us. And, yeah, uh, good morning, everyone. Hey, bring us uh, into prayer. All, yeah, if you have prayer requests, see my little texting the prayer requests. Uh, there we go. You're welcome to text it right to my phone at 720 878-3323, or if you're on Facebook with us, uh, then you can put your prayer request right there. And before we pray, I will check both of these places to see if there's any prayer requests that have come up so that we can pray for you all. Um, so, hey, Happy New Year. Uh, but I'm still kind of in the Christmas mode. How about you? I, we had such a wonderful time Thursday night with uh, St. John's Lutheran Church out in the parking lot with the uh, fire pits and like 50 people. It was really a special event. And then we came home and um, Zoomed with those of you who could join us and I had a very wonderful, uh, very brief, but very wonderful time. Uh, and I know Jeff's gonna share a little bit of what he shared Thursday night and he's gonna share a little bit of that today. But it was really a nice, nice evening that led into Christmas. I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas uh, and got to be with family. Um, so a couple of announcements, uh, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, which is January 7th, the men's gathering will resume. I know you guys have had such a wonderful time. Um, if you don't receive the link to the men's gathering already, contact us here at the church and we'll get you connected to that. Guys, you guys, us girls are not welcomed. So now as far as us girls and guys, both girls and guys, I have had a book that has just captivated me for months now. I probably, I listen lately. I've been kind of in the habit of listening by audio to books rather than reading the written page, but I went ahead and ordered this in writing as well, because I felt like I needed to see it with my eyes to get some of these things more concretely in me. But anyway, the book is Love Wins. Let me get this over here correctly by Rob Bell. And uh, I don't know what you've heard about this book. It's It was a pretty uh, highly spoken of book, uh, kind of from more than one perspective some time ago. But like I say, I'm pretty captivated by it. I'm pretty captivated by the grace and the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we find through this book. So I'm considering doing a book study, uh, if you're interested, together with other people uh, via Zoom. And it's only about six chapters. So I'm thinking probably every other week from the uh, men's gathering on a Thursday night, because this will be for men and women, not just women. And so here's the deal. I want to know if you're interested. Again, the book is Love Wins by Rob Bell. And if you think you might be interested in this, uh, please let me know. I need to get some interest level in order to uh, decide whether or not to go forward with this. Uh, it would be a great way for all of us to start the new year and, and to see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ from the standpoint of love. It really is an eye opener. I've been a believer for 
over 40 years. Uh, I mean, I think I've been a believer most of my life, really. But as far as an active walk with Christ over 40 years, and this has this is life transformational this many years later. And so I invite you to join me in that if you'd like to. Please let me know if you're interested. And then we'll figure out, you know, it'd probably be an hour long uh, Zoom call. And um, and you can listen to the book by audio like I do. As a matter of fact, I recommend that because Rob Bell himself reads the book and he is so full of life and excitement. It's really great to hear the book that way read by him. OK, so that's pretty much it on, on all of that. I do want to thank all of you for your continued uh, ties and offerings and giving into the ministry of Genesis. We definitely have continued needs for uh, financial support. And of course, as you give, you give to the Lord and um, and you can't outgive God. We all know that. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for your continued faithfulness, even especially as we're not able to gather. And um, you can go online as the slide there shows to our website and go to the donate button link and donate there or you can text to give on your cell phone at 720-730-8510 and of course all the prompts that you need will be there so that you can do your giving by text okay so i want to look and see if i've gotten any particular prayer requests um, all right, let's see. I've got an I am interested in the book study. If anybody else is interested, you can text me at, although it says, there we go. You can text me at 720. I see that my my uh, my uh, camera operator was very good at taking that slide off the page so promptly. Okay, but you can text prayer requests <laughs> and or you can text me at this number. Now he's being silly. Text me at this number. Uh, to let me know you're interested in the book study. Okay, anyway, so if you have a prayer request right now, uh, let me know. Otherwise, we're going to pray. I have one person in particular to pray for, and then I just want to pray in general as we end this year and go into the new year. Deborah King, uh, a faithful member of our church for many years, even though she now lives in Mississippi, um, she will be having a biopsy later in January. And so we want to pray about that for this uh, mass that they found. And then uh, I'll just pray in general. And you lift up people in your lives as you see fit as we pray. Heavenly Father, um, right now we quiet our hearts for a few moments pull away from the busyness of getting onto the computer or whatever it is that we've done to get here this morning. And we turn our hearts to you, Lord. Father, I want to lift up Deborah before you. And we all lift up anyone we know who is sick and ailing from anything, Lord. We thank you that Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases. And by his stripes, Deborah and these friends of ours and these family members of ours, they are healed. And then, Lord, I want to pray for all who have suffered loss in 2020. Uh, there's so many ways. There's many people dealing with being out of jobs and um, being out of finances or have lost loved ones or currently have loved ones who are hospitalized or sick. And we just, Lord, this is too big of a problem for us to 
handle in our own hands. But you, Lord, are big enough. You are big enough to save a nation. You are big enough to save a world. And we thank you that you are our world's salvation from COVID-19 and the losses that have been suffered. You are trustworthy. You provide. You help in our time of need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You are our hope. And as we look into 2021, Father, we're all hoping for a better year, Lord. 2020 has become a curse word, if you will, and we want 2021 to be a blessing word. So we pray for your blessings upon 2021. We pray for your blessings upon the leadership, Father. We pray for all who are in authority that we might leave late lead godly and peaceable lives. We pray for all those in the healthcare industry that you would give them a year of rest, a year of strength, uh, that you would just help them, Father, to move forward in their lives after they've given so much in 2020 and, of course, into 2021. Father, for our church family, we pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father, for this coming year. We thank you for your blessings that are exceedingly, your word says, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Heavenly Father, and we love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being God with us, never leaving us nor forsaking us. In Jesus' name, amen. Honey? Amen. Thank you, honey. Well, that's um, that's tremendous. You know, we, we love you. We want to say from the two of us while we're on the screen here together that we that we love you. Um, the single greatest issue. I was talking to my my um, sister-in-law who lives in Boston. And we were talking about things COVID related and they teach Tai Chi classes and they've had to go to online and of course have lost many people that normally would have come. And, and in her words, and think about this everyone, how, how do you show three dimension in a Zoom call? Or a Zoom, same Zoom meeting, Zoom workshop. You know, yeah. Tai Chi and all the movement and the position of the hands and the waist and the body and the feet in particular, all of that. You've got to be seeing that three-dimensional. How do you do that over a Zoom call? So a lot of people have just opted out and said, yeah. And I said, you know, Rosalie, the same thing has happened with the church. A lot of people have opted out or they're going down the street to a church with more resources that can do their service in the parking lot or they have a sanctuary that seats, you know, two, 3,000 people and so they can have still 600, 800 people in it and uh, hardly miss a beat. They've got all the music and all of that. And we realize that we don't begrudge anybody for making those decisions. And we know that some people who have been with us through the years have made those decisions. But I wanna, I wanna speak to you right now that are watching today. Those of you that have continued with us week after week, month after month, all through COVID, You've continued your giving. You've continued watching because you tell us, you write us afterwards and let us know. Great job, good sermon, 
or or not, you know, could use some work. Or <laughs> I don't think anybody said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think anybody's ever said that. Uh, but I'm. These are the things we appreciate most. And another thing that Rosalie and I talked about, and Nina, I didn't tell you this yet, but uh, we were talking about maybe things aren't going to return to normal. Maybe we don't want everything to return to normal. And she said, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge what you've lost. And I said, yeah, and it's hard to gauge who your real friends are. One thing's for sure, everybody that was your friend on Facebook <laughs> isn't. Very simply isn't. And this morning, after this next song, we're going to talk about when is enough enough. Because see, we're, we're pressured by all those things. There's some people listening to me right now. You don't attend Genesis. Maybe you just caught us on Facebook this morning or referred by a friend. I'd love to have you come every week because you're going to see as we enter 2021 an uptick, an uptick in the relevance of the message that says, I don't care anymore about religion. I don't care anymore about pleasing people. I want to talk about the things that you want to talk about and that really make a difference in your day-to-day -day life. We're not going to refrain from saying some of the difficult things. And I'll tell you what, just Nina advertising that book, sweetheart, I don't know if you realize this or not. I, I do realize. People either love Rob Bell or they absolutely <laughs> despise right, and I do hate him. That. I mean, there, there's no middle ground. And, and no. it, it's severe. It's strong. And, and there'll be some people who are watching this who will see that, that Nina advertised that and wants to do a book study, who might stop viewing, might stop giving. I don't know. It, it's that sort of thing. But you know what? In 2021, I don't care anymore. I don't care about that sort of thing. I care more about the incarnation of Jesus Christ, that God became a human and that he's forgiven us and that he loves us so very deeply. And we love you. We love you with that love. We're learning to love with that love. And that's the love that wins. And for all of you that are still here, still watching, still giving, that's love. That's love that has won. And when, when is enough enough that we need to turn off all of the religious teaching, all of the things that the world is saying, all the competitiveness to be one up, all the, well, you should hear the testimony of what God did for me this week. Those things are good in and of themselves. But, but when we start comparing, when we start being ruled by, I, I'm preaching. I, yes. I need to play this song. I'm sorry. I, I have a song. We've, you've ne we've never offered this song before or played it. I think, you listen to the words carefully, I think this is one of the most transformational messages that I've ever heard. We want to share it with you now, and I'll be back to share the Word of God.
Well, honey, I guess I was I'm back there worshiping. I'm, back, I'm leaning back in my chair, not expecting to be back on camera, just <laughs> worshiping to that song. <laughs> that's what it's about. I'll tell you what, that's what it's about. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Well, everyone, um, let me see if I can uh, get my computer notes situated here. And uh, I, I think um, I, I, I need to get some notes up. Hold on just a moment while this happens, everyone. All right. The words of that song, I mean, they're so powerful. I rest in your plan. I trust. You are enough. All my trust is in you. That's where we live. That's where I've been learning to live like never before in this time of upheaval. You know, we've got a, a major problem in our lives as Christians, here in society, our culture. We don't know when to stop. All my spiritual activities and commitments leave me feeling even more behind as a strong Christian. I've got to press. I've got to obtain. I've got to have more. I've got to do more. I've got to be better. Go to one conference, I've got to follow that up with a bigger conference. Complete one book, I've got to read two more because I've got, I've got to press. I've got, I've got to master this. I've, I've got to master the discipline of being a good Christian. Every new resolution to be better becomes a performance contest. Look at me. Look at my faith. Hear my latest testimony. Look what God's been doing for me. Look what miracle happened when I prayed for so-and-so. It's not a matter of not praying. It's not a matter of not believing God for miracles. And it's not a matter of not testimony. The, the power of Jesus is our testimony. The power of the blood is in our testimony. The spirit of prophecy is in the testimony of Jesus. Those are good things. But when they consume us, when they overshadow our awareness of God's kingdom and presence, they're not good. It's not healthy. It's too much. And my question this morning is, when is enough enough? When are we going to get back to what Jesus talked about in being aware of the kingdom of God? Let me ask you a question. Is everything restless? Do, is everything frantic in your life? And if you don't accomplish, accomplish something in your day, in your week, is there great disappointment and then fault? You're at fault. Somebody's at fault. You start blaming, start judging. I don't want to feel restless. And I certainly don't want to accept failure of course, I, I don't want to accept failure because then that would mean God doesn't always win. God always wins. No, love always wins. And I know God is love. 
But see, what, what we cast upon, we, we project on God what we want him to win at. See, God hasn't won unless he's won in the way that I want him to. I'll even, I'll even post my results on Facebook and Instagram so I get more likes and I'll feel validated. Is that your day? Is that your goal? Is Are those some of the feelings that are driving you? I'm asking when is enough? Enough. It's like we're, we're spiritual performance junkies and discontents, managing levels of discontent day in, day out. One day's better. One day's not as good, and that has a lot to do with being discontent and whether or not God won, whether or not I believed well enough, hard enough, faithfully enough. And I think we need to ask ourselves as we closed year 2020 and go into the year 2021, when are we going to stop comparing Performance, performance Christianity. Why do we have such a lack of gratitude? Number two, where's our gratitude? Where's our gratitude even for the little things, the people in our lives, the job we have, the career we have? And yes, even some of the difficulties that we're walking through right now in COVID. Where's our gratitude? <laughs> Many people are, number three, without community. Without community altogether. They, they not only weren't coming to church regularly, they, they, they stopped coming at all, and they haven't participated in the services that are available in any way at any church. They just stopped going to church. And I'm wondering, you know, without community, you cannot live the Christian life. I started to say a moment ago, and I failed to finish my thought, uh, about this particular thing. You know, the, the greatest loss for me and Nina when it comes to our church and having church services, what, what we refer to as our, our church and church services. And I think that has to change too. I'm excited about it. I know a lot of people aren't and they want everything to get back to normal so they can get back to having church the way they used to do it. And basically, that means coming in, singing songs, having buddies stand up that's anointed of God, all right? Uh, it's questionable whether you are or not, but this person definitely is. And, and they've prayed and they've spent time with God and they're going to come out and they're going to preach to you. And then you're going to respond in one way or another. And definitely we want you to respond with your offering and your tithes. And then we're going to sing a little bit more. And then we're going to have some ministry and maybe some people will fall over and maybe some people will testify to healings and things like that. And then we'll go home. And then the rest of our week we spend in discontent, a lack of gratitude and comparing ourselves. And we're, we, we're not aware of community. We don't press into community. All right. And going to church, going to, quote, church, that is not community. Community is what we do with each other, around each other, whether on the phone, via Zoom, at church service, uh, in the parking lot, in the mall, wherever you are. 
When, when you're able to be with somebody and you're with them, you're aware of their brokenness, you're aware of their struggle, you're aware of their cry out, they're crying out to God, they're, they're seeking, they're searching, and you're there for them, you love them, you give to them, you heal them, you bear their burden, that's community. And we need more of it. And then what's up with this lack of time? We never have enough time. I'm so guilty of that. I don't have enough time. No, you have all the time. God created it. You have a day. And in that day, there's 24 hours. And in those 24 hours, there's 60 minutes in each one. And there's seven days in a week, 30 days in a month or so. And that, that's the time we have. And God designed it. And I wonder if part of the issue is because we live in these, it, it caught up in performance and being a spiritual junkie and discontent and comparing ourselves and ungrateful and, and always do-it-yourself religion, trying to get better, performance-based religion, trying to do more to please God and to be pleasing to others. I wonder if that's not a great part of, of why we're losing so much time in the day or why we get to the end of the day and we, we kind of review the day and we wonder, wow, what did I do today? <laughs> Have you ever done that? Your head is on your pillow and you're wondering, well, what did I get accomplished today? That is not the kingdom of God. That is not awareness. I want to talk to you a little bit about the kingdom of God because Jesus addresses this whole issue of enough. The first message in this series we talked about, you have what's, what's in your hand is enough. We called the series Flip It, that we needed to flip it and change our attitude and think differently. Well, here's something we need to flip. We need to think differently about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. All these things will be given to you if your priority's right. And what's your priority? Seek the kingdom of God. Now, that in and of itself has always been difficult to me because I've always wondered what that really meant. Does it mean go to church more? Does it mean pray harder? Does it pray have a greater faith? Does it mean go to this conference and that conference and get yourself built up so you can really believe God and pull those miracles in? I mean, what are we talking about here? Is that what Jesus meant when he said, seek, put first the kingdom of God? Listen to this comment. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, chapter 17, verse 21, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, note the typical teaching about kingdom. And I dare say that the majority of you listening to me have had these kind of thoughts about kingdom. And that's why we're all mixed up because we stick kingdom out in the future some way. And then it becomes a performance-based religion for us where we're striving to be better, to be more righteous, to be worthy. So I was, I was doing some study on kingdom and I came across some quotes that are just, they so speak of the average thought about 
the kingdom of God and what Jesus must have meant by put first the kingdom of God. Here's one quote. This is praying for a day when God will bring heaven to earth and will bring his rule on the planet, end quote. Yeah, we're just praying for a day. See, it's always off in the future. Is that you? Are you praying for a day in the future when God will come, when the kingdom will manifest, when things will be made right? You'll be able to rest, rest from your labor, rest from your effort to be like God. You'll be perfect then. You'll be in heaven then, right? In the future. Or here's another one, and I quote, the gospel of the kingdom is the good news message of repentance, redemption, and restoration offered by God to all who will receive Christ, those who accept this offer, to all those who receive Christ. We're already starting to sound like a, a sermon here, okay? Now it continues, those who accept this offer become part of his eternal kingdom. So in other words, we're back to do-it-yourself religion. It's by grace, but you've got to accept it and then you've got to live it because those who choose to remain in their sin cannot be a part of this kingdom, really. That's, that's not a verse in the Bible. It's just, although grace makes this offer available to anyone who will receive it, Jesus warned that it would be very difficult to enter his kingdom and few would be able to do so, end quote. That is so standard evangelical, Western evangelicalism. And I'm committing the rest of my life and my days in ministry and the voice that God has given me and wherever it will play and wherever God will allow it to be broadcast. I am committing my life to dispel these notions of religious performance about the kingdom of God and about what Jesus came to do and about the grace by which Jesus gave us, gave us redemption. I believe Jesus is talking about so much more than those ideas about the kingdom of God. I believe he's talking about awareness. So just, would you say that word with me right now? Awareness. Say it again. Awareness. When you think kingdom, I want you from now on to think awareness. What am I talking about? Webster says that awareness means knowledge and understanding that something is happening and exists. Paul said in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, God's royal dominion or kingdom is not based on food and drink regulations, or in other words, our do-it-yourself religion, our performance-based efforts, but on likeness, friendship, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Likeness? Whose likeness? is. I don't struggle to be like him. And oh, there's more than enough time in your day to be like him because he's already made you like him. You don't struggle to become like him. 
You don't pray to be like him. You don't read your Bible to become like him. You don't have to get more like him. You don't have to get more of Jesus. You don't have to be a better Christian. He has already made you the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes, he has. You are like him. And so the kingdom of God, his royal dominion, awareness of that comes from you, number one, acknowledging, I'm like him already. See, that was the lie in the garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and the Satan or the serpent. The serpent lied to them that they weren't enough like God and needed to do something on their own. Reach. You've got to reach. You've got to take. You've got to get something more in you to be like God. That is so contrary to the teaching of grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the gospel, the Pauline gospel of the New Testament. Friendship. I'll tell you what, what COVID is doing is it's filtering out those who are playing religious games and living lives of comparison and do-it-yourself religion and performance with those who want to press in to the awareness of who they are in Christ and then share that with like minds through friendship and then joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, knowledge of God and knowledge about his purpose, because a lot of you are striving to find God's will. I want to know God's will. If I could just know God's will, let me tell you something. Knowledge of God's purpose, knowledge of his will, knowledge about God, it does not happen in isolate and isolation or through statements. It does not happen by lifting verses out of the Bible and naming and claiming. But it happens in community as we share our journeys across boundaries, busyness, isolation, brokenness, changes in career, pandemics, election cycles. It's called your story. And I want to know your story. Nina wants to know your story. Genesis, we, we want people to come together where we share the story of our lives. And we come in a new come into a new awareness of his presence and his goodness and his love and who he's made us to be. This verse may become, for 2021, one of the greatest foundations of this move of the Holy Spirit that's happening as a result of COVID, it's certainly happening in my life, I know. It's happening here at Genesis. And I believe it's going to happen in your life. Listen to this, the words of Jesus. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. When is enough enough? <laughs> that will be enough for us. If you just show us the Father, if I, if I could just see another miracle, if I could just lay hands on the sick, like so-and-so does it. If I could just be in a real Holy Ghost service, man, if our services at our church were like they are over there at that church in California or that church back east or that church back west, woo, glory, then I, then I know. See, there's that comparison thing. 
Lord, show us the Father and it'll be enough for us. Watch what Jesus says. Philip, I have been with you all this time and you still don't know me? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Here's Francois Dutrois' translation from the Mirror Translation, the Mirror Bible. Listen to this, verse 8, John chapter 14. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, then we'll be satisfied. Has that been your life? But you say, man, that's been my last week. If I could just have something out there, I'd be satisfied. But if I could have something better. Something more, something deeper. I need a deeper revelation. That's what I need. I, I need. I need a deeper rev. I'll go to this concert. I'll go to that workshop. I'll do, I'll do this. I'll read this book and that book. Lord, show us the Father and then we'll be satisfied. Jesus said, Philip, I have been with you for a long time and yet you haven't really known me. To see me is to see the Father. How can you still say, show us the Father? And Philip was the one who introduced Nathanael to Jesus in the beginning. He had such an awareness as a new believer, as somebody who had come to Christ, newly found Jesus and become aware of how good God's grace was. And he just went to some of his friends, Nathaniel being one of them, and said, come see. It's amazing. And now it changes to, Jesus, if you could just show us the Father. (laughs) Has that been your spiritual journey? You're in this. Instead of just the simple That's Jesus. I'm like him. I'm him in the flesh now. He's in us. We're in him. Make us one, Father. The Father cannot appear in any more visible or tangible manner than he did in Jesus, the incarnate word. Any idea that one could possibly have that is unlike Jesus Anything you might pursue that is unlike Jesus, any position you might take, any politic you might believe, any group you might join that is unlike this simple awareness that you are with Jesus, that you are one with him, there's not something else you need to get, is not the Father. Is not the Father. Who is God? What is God? God is like Jesus. God has always been like Jesus. There's never been a time when God wasn't like Jesus. We didn't always know it, but now we do. I have three prayers for you this morning. Going into 2021, I want you to take these prayers. Get your camera out right now. Get your camera and photograph the screen so that you have these prayers. If you if you'd like, we have them documented. And we'll, we'll email them to you as well so that you can have them in print. And I want you to follow me in praying these, would you? 
This is our declaration as we go into 2021. Number one, the word, say it with me right now. Say it out loud with me. The word is an encounter. We ask you for regular encounters which challenge us to see differently. As you see, not as ones bound by religious teachings, evangelical dogma, fear and guilt, or any other thing. That's our first prayer. Did you take a picture of it? Grab your camera. There it is. The word is an encounter. It's not your Bible. It's not how many scriptures you can read in a day. It's not following a daily reading plan. The word is Jesus. The incarnate word. It's an encounter. It's a living person. It's It's an awareness of who you are in him and who he is in you. Second prayer. Here we go for 2021. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain and more open to the possibilities we do not yet see. Let's pray it together. Come on with me. Make us less certain about the things of which we are certain and more open to the possibilities that we do not yet see. And finally, our third prayer as we go into 2021. Cause us, pray it with me right now, out loud. Cause us to understand that when you said you'd never leave us, you meant it. So we declare by faith that 2021 will be a year of breakthrough in awareness. Awareness of your presence, awareness of your power, awareness of your provision, awareness of your love. That is our prayer. That's what we're declaring in 2021. Well, beloved, I I don't know. I just, uh, I want to pray. I want to pray and release those awarenesses and the kingdom of God in your life. I believe we've just done that. We've just done that. We've we've just released a greater awareness of Christ in your life. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to rest? Are you going to trust? Let's listen to the song again, because I really think it's prophetic for this day that we're in.
Well, loved ones, thank you uh, for being the best part of our lives in 2020. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. We want to pray now. Um, I think the song is so important. I think it's going to become an anthem for us for 21. Again, regarding those prayers that I prayed, if you want those, I'll send them to you. Just email us, okay? You've got our address. You can go on the website and get it or text Nina, and uh, we'll have them all typed out nice for you, and we'll send them to you. You wanted to talk about the Yeah, I know that some of you weren't here in the beginning. Well, according to my faithful Facebook page, um, and I want to just mention to you again this book, Rob Bell's Love Wins. And I think it fits perfectly into 2021 as far as um, being able to relax in who you are in Jesus Christ and without performance and without expecting performance from those around you. So here's the deal. We're considering doing a book study. It would be every other Thursday night than the men's gathering, guys gathering. Uh, for an hour, There's I looked through this a little more carefully. There's eight chapters. We'd probably get it done in about six sessions, I think. It's an easy read. And actually, I recommend you get it on audio because I love listening to Rob Bell read it. He reads it himself. He's so good. And he is so good. He's so exciting. He's yeah. so full of life. Nobody does that better. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of audio books between us. I've been listening to a number of audio books. They always have somebody else read them than the author. Oftentimes, the author may not be very good at reading. Uh, oftentimes, the people that get to read it, it is not very good. And I wish they could find somebody else. But I'll tell you what, Anything that Rob ever reads, you'll you'll want to listen. It's to very that. exciting, Absolutely. and I am just uh, enthralled with this book and it's with what it says. I've listened to it probably four or five times already, and then I finally mm -hmm. got a hard copy so that I could read it with my eyes because I and I want to do this. I want to retain this information better because after forty plus years of studying scripture from one perspective. It takes a bit of work sure to be able to see the word from yet another perspective, which when you hear it, you go, oh, my gosh, it was always there. And let me read the byline. It's a book about heaven, hell and the fate of every person who ever lived. So here's the deal. If you think you might want to join me and this is for men and women, not just women, might want to join me for a, a book study, would you please let me know? You can um, tell me right now on your uh Facebook page, or you can text me or email me, whatever, and so that we know. Probably be an hour, probably seven to eight o'clock, uh, unless I get some feedback that tells me otherwise on the opposite Thursdays from the guys gathering. We're That's gonna, it on that. We're going to pray. Okay, we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release the power of your spirit right now in every life, every home, every individual listening to us. Everyone who is a seeker of the kingdom of God and wants to be more aware. There's a reason you're listening to this broadcast, a reason you stumbled across this, a reason you've stayed connected. And so with whatever God has given us to give, we give back to you in this prayer right now, saying, come into a whole new awareness right now in the name of Jesus of the kingdom of God, his presence, his power, his love. And may you be delivered completely and wholly 
from a performance-based spiritual life. That's our prayer for you mm-hmm. in 2021. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, beloved, we'll see you next week. Thank we'll you see you for next year. <laughs> As a matter of fact. And if uh, we happen to be doing anything special for New Year's, not right now, I'm not planning on it. Somebody asked me, you know, there's so much competition, so many places you can go, things you can do better than watching another online meeting. But if we come up with something harebrained, I'll let you know, all right? We'll get a hold of you. But otherwise, we'll see you next Sunday, okay? Love you. Love you.